TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. One of the matchups tonight is Mark Burley taking on Carl Pavano, and that, uh, it's been a long while since we've said legitimately that it's a must game for a Chicago baseball team. I would, uh, think Big Dog Joe Redwanski as we welcome everybody in. Two guys and a mic, talkzone.com, sports talk and more. Especially the more. Right up until 11 o'clock, five days a week, one hour a day, five, and Toto, the dog and the coach at your service. But Big Dog, we welcome you into the show, my friend. And I would think, uh, the phrase is oft overused. But not in the case of tonight's game. The White Sox have to win if they have a chance. Would you agree? Yeah, especially. I'll have to disagree with that whole must-win thing because I'll say it a lot more than you will. But for an August game, absolutely, this is a must-win. You don't really see that very often in August for a baseball team. But if they lose this, they get swept. Psychologically, it's just not good. And the fact they'd be six games down with a quarter of the season remaining, Pretty much, I, th- I think, would be over with Coach. So, uh, in a, if they were going to win one of the three games two in the series, might as well be the last one. You know, get at least some type of momentum, uh, you know, out of the series. But it, it, it has not been good so far for the White Sox. They lose two consecutive seven to six ball games up in Minnesota. Yeah, they've lost eight and nine, I think 21 of the last 27. Some unbelievable streak. You talk about a team. Owning another team, uh, there's not too many in sports right now more dominant than the Minnesota Twins over. Our Chicago White Sox, uh, Hurricane Ozzy, Volcano Ozzy, erupting not after the game, interestingly, Big Dog, but apparently before the game. As people questioning uh, his decision or his influence in the trading of Jim Tome, and I thought he completely overreacted to that, but obviously it's the pressure building up, and you know when the pressure builds up. As a man who uh, has some severe constipation problems of his own, you do know when the pressure builds up, you need to release. That's what Ozzy did pregame yesterday. You know what? He releases an awful lot. Yes, An he awful does. lot, Coach. But at least if, if we get, you know, like the Ozzy Guillen blow up, that's a little bit less Brett Favre that we have to listen to. So if anybody mm-hmm. else wants to, like, start a bean brawl, anybody else wants to get caught with drugs or something, please do it over the next couple of days we have less <laughs> Brett Favre. Not that you're encouraging that for all the young listeners who are not in school that might be no, being no, I'm influenced. Not, I mean, the young listeners who are not in school, please don't do drugs. I'm talking about athletes that are already doing them. Please get okay. caught now so we don't have to listen to Ozzy Guillen. I don't mean so we don't have to listen about Brett Favre. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. Big dog and a coach. We'll talk some baseball, not just Sox and Twins. We'll go across the board. Some interesting games yesterday as the uh, we kind of use the horse race analogy now that we're heading into mid-August. They are officially coming around the turn. Heading into the back stretch. I think once September 1st hits, that's officially the stretch run. But right now, your positioning as you come around the uh, turn, it's going to be interesting to watch some good races and certainly baseball. Uh, as the football season comes into focus, Big Dog, we look like we're in for a pretty good, I don't know if it's the best ever, but a pretty good September of baseball pennant races. I, I'm going to have to totally disagree with you. And I'm going to have to say this is one of the worst years I could ever remember. Really? The, the, the American League West is one. The Angels aren't coming back. Uh, uh, okay, uh, uh. Be careful. I hope I'm wrong because I want to see pennant races, Coach. 
I, I hate to tell you this, uh, the White Sox are dead in the water. Wow. Okay? And in the American League East, it, the loser gets the wild card. So there's really nothing going on in the American League unless the Angels, the White Sox, and the Red Sox, one of those teams or any of those teams can actually resuscitate their uh, season right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the White Sox aren't officially out of it, but uh, they're on the brink. And then, okay, you go over the, the National League, there, there, there's, there's definitely better races in the National League right now. There's, mm-hmm. there's no question about that because uh, it looks like the, the Phillies are finally starting to get healthy and they have a good chance of passing the, the Atlanta Braves, at least I think they do. And then you have, uh, you know, obviously the Cardinals Reds and then the, the Padres Giants. So there's a three two team races in each mm-hmm. of the divisions and there's mm-hmm. a wild card race totally up for grabs. So, right. so in the National you're... League, you're right. In the American League, you're wrong. You're half with me in the National League. I was trying to get all excited, getting everybody optimistic for exciting baseball races here. And you threw a little cold water on the uh, the party here, but you're probably right, although I still have a feeling the Texas Rangers, as you predicted, are starting. They're awfully talented, awfully yeah. talented, so they probably won't, but they're starting to wilt in the heat of the deep south. I'm waiting for Mike Sosha and the NM Angel to make a run. And the other team you were talking about, the Boston Red Sox, they're making their run. So I think that American League East might be a, not a two-way race, but a three-way race. Here come the Red Sox. Yeah, we're, we're two of the three go, and that would be absolutely fine with me. You know, that would be that'd be really interesting. Where if you get a third team involved, and then all of a sudden if somebody's eliminated, you know, if you win the division or get the wild card, you would much rather win the division, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you're going to get in the playoffs, you're not going to be that concerned about it. But mm-hmm. if you're going to get eliminated, that's a much much different story. Yeah, and I did predict the Rangers to wilt all season long, didn't I, Coach? But, yeah, I didn't know they were going to add Cliff Lee. I yep. really didn't realize that the pitching that they would have would be as good as it was. But uh, I think the lead is still like six games, Coach. Yeah, well, the problem is Texas is wilting, but the Anaheim Angel not capitalizing. So I think you're correct. Exactly. It might be, it might be higher than that. It might be eight games. Okay, yeah, it's, it's yeah. been between six and nine pretty much for the last month. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you know, uh, I would be really surprised if the Angels come back. But, By the but, way, uh, speaking of eliminating, it's a bad transition, and I apologize. We are America's number one breakfast show. As long as you're not eating breakfast, but uh, in the area of elimination, how is your constipation problems going? Have you found a, uh, pardon the pun, but a solid alternative to relieve the situation? I know you olive were a little oil, blocked coach. up earlier in the week. Olive oil. Olive oil. And by the way, people, you take it orally, okay, for any freaks out there? <laughs> olive oil is the – so doesn't olive oil, isn't that the classic case? If you take too much, you might solve one problem without getting too graphic. You might create another. Yes, Coach, there is a fine line that you're walking on right there, without without a doubt. You know what I mean? It's like uh, it's like giving a heroin addict methadone. Okay. you got to be very careful how much you give them. What would you, Dr. Radwanski, what would you suggest? Long-time olive oil enthusiast, Joel Radwanski, one teaspoon a day, one early, one late, couple of teaspoons. What's your olive oil recommendations? I, I, I would just say guzzle it, Coach. Come on. Stop it. No, I'm serious. Stop it. Wait, wait, wait. So seriously, a teaspoon or two a day, very healthy for you, correct? Oh, absolutely. I, okay. I eat a lot of uh, olive oil, Coach, mm-hmm. a, a tremendous amount, I, I, way more than a teaspoon, probably more like a couple tablespoons a day. To be now, I hope I'm getting not too personal, but the regular olive oil, or do you go virgin olive oil? And again, if I'm getting too personal here, feel free to uh, slap me on side my radio head. I, I use both. 
Both. Absolutely. When I'm when wow. I'm not cooking it, I make sure it's the extra virgin. And if I'm actually cooking, I use the virgin olive oil because as soon as you cook extra virgin, <laughs> it turns into virgin. So why waste the money? Oh, once again, big deal. You've been working too much. You're taking everything too serious. By the way, speaking of that, I gave you a little hard time yesterday. We brought up talking football. I forgot how it came up, but the name Y.A. Tittle for the first time in seven or eight years. And I asked you the question, the hard, famous trivia question, has Tittle ever won a title? And, and the you, question was, the answer was no, right? Yeah. Well, David Olson, our producer, had told me midway through the show, once again, I forgot uh, when we came back from the break to mention it, but the answer was that Tittle has not won a title. In fact, Tittle's titlelessness is so bad that he actually made three. Go ahead, Dave. What was it? Three championships? Yeah, he lost three championships in a row from a row. 1961 to 1963. So never a title for Tittle. And the number 63 here was against uh, the beloved Chicago Bears at Wrigley Field. Oh, boy, did he take a beating in that game. Yeah, that's. Oh, I, I love watching the replay of that championship game. I can yeah. watch it over and over and over again. I was so there, big dog. He played a different brand of football back then, Coach. I mean, it, it was that he did take one of the worst beatings I've ever seen a quarterback that, take that, in that, that game. The '63 Bears, not that their defense was as good as the '85 Bears. There's never, in my opinion, been a defense for one year as dominant as the Chicago Bear defense. But that '63 title game, the way the Bear defense played and the attack mode that they were in, putting White uh, Tittle, who had no titles, on his uh, backside more often than not, it reminded me of the Bears when they made their playoff run, and particularly the game. Was it the championship game against the Rams where they absolutely just demolished Eric Dickerson? And who was the Ram quarterback back then? Uh, it was Dita Brock, Coach. Yeah, but but that 63 Bear championship game, I was there, by the way, as a 7-year-old kid. My dad actually took me to the game. I don't have a ton of memories, but I do remember Tittle, who had no titles, having a very tough day. Uh, that oh that would been one that's one of the great days in the, uh, in Chicago sports history, yes. coach. At Wrigley Field, you don't way. have that many memories of it. Uh, I do have memories, not many. I'm not sure how many memories my dad has because he was uh, not that he was a heavy drinker, but I believe it was a very cold day and he had a flask back then. He told me it was hot chocolate, but uh, I got a feeling by the fourth quarter of that game, my dad's recollection probably not that great. Anyways, but that was back at the old Wrigley Field too. Where football was football, where men are, were, were men. Yeah, that's why, yeah, I mean, I really wish I could have seen a game there. That's why, uh, hopefully, one of my boys is coming through, and coming this late November, I will be seeing the Fighting Illini whooping up on the Northwestern Wildcats at Wrigley Field this year. Mm-hmm. So hopefully all that will come uh, come to fruition, Coach. If because- your boys don't come through, I'll make sure Chris Whitting, our general manager here at thetalkzone.com, before he... Uh, Fires the two of us. I'll make sure he finds a way to get you there and report the game. Even if we're not on the air, Big Dog, we'll get a ticket so you can report for one of the other shows. Yeah, Coach, I I, I need to be there. Let's just make it as simple as that. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, it's, if I'm not there, it's, I'll be suicidal on November 19th. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm surprised because it's going to be a media hype, that particular game. Fans uh, outside the uh, Illinois area, don't forget, Big Dog, via the webcast, we're firing out not only to the entire country, but seven different continents your voice right now is probably being translated by four or five different world-renowned translators i don't want to put pressure on you but you are being hurt in uh faraway places like africa and south america and australia that, that is a lot of pressure Coach. i'm, I'm not well, gonna lie I, don't, I really don't know if i can handle it based on our earlier discussion apparently a couple teaspoons of olive oil will take care of that pressure oh great yes what was the question I was going to ask you before I went on my tangent about seven different continents? Now I completely forgot. 
Is that something to do with the Wrigley Field and uh, the Illinois oh, game? Oh, yeah, yeah, the hype. The hype for that game. What people might not be aware of, it's Northwestern versus Illinois. They're going to play in college football. But it looks like, I think it's for sure, they're going to play at Wrigley Field this year, not down in Champaign, not at um, uh, Patrick Ryan Stadium in beautiful Evanston. But there's going to be huge media hype for that game. Big Dog, I thought you were one maybe not to get caught up in that, but uh, no, you're it right. All has to, it all has to, I, I've been wanting to watch a football game there my whole entire life. This okay. isn't just Illinois Northwestern and uh, going there didn't create it. I've always wanted to see a football game there, Coach. They started playing, the Bears started playing at Wrigley Field, I mean, at uh, Soldier Field in 71. I was born in 72. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge football fan. I'm a huge Illinois fan. I'm a huge Wrigley Field fan. Okay. It all, it's not, no matter who would have been playing there, I don't care if it was, uh, you know, New Trier versus Loyola, okay, in a football game. Okay. I would want to be there just to, just to see the sight lines, just to see, like, get some type of feel, even though it's going to be totally different because instead of going down the third baseline, mm-hmm. the field is going to go down the first baseline. So it, yep. it, it, so it's not going to be technically like it was back when the, when the Bears played there. And, and they're not going to have, like, the, the grandstand like they did uh, out in right field, which probably would have been great seats back in the day. So uh, it's it's definitely going to be different, Coach. But don't get me caught up in the hype, like, <laughs> oh, well, just because everybody else wants to do it, I want right. to do it. Come on, I... I I'm the fish that swims against the stream. I think you realize that by now. Well, we're going to get you great seats. You've always been asking for a seat right behind the third base dugout for the football game. We're going to get you no, seat no, no, right. No, no, no. I want first row. I know. Pass. That's why we're going to get you a seat right behind the third base dugout. You've been asking want... for it for years. We're finally going to get it to you, even though the football field will apparently be played on the other side of the stadium. I want first row upper deck. That's what I've always wanted when it comes to uh, oh, the no. football game. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not for you. First why, why, row. Why are you trying to? So That's, you're going to give me the exact opposite of what I want? No, well, I'm just saying, I don't think, David Olds, I think you can agree with me here. Joel, first row, upper deck, that's way too close. If not for Joel's uh, health, the people directly below him. I think Joel, first row, upper deck, in a situation where he could be drinking, way too dangerous. Yeah, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. I don't know what our insurance situation they is. They do but, have uh, bathrooms at Wrigley Field, Coach. They don't that? shut those down during football games. <laughs> Oh, right behind the third base dugout, Big O. We already got your tickets for you. Oh, that well, as long as I have tickets, I'll, I'll be yeah. more than willing to okay. accept the fact. Bring, bring a strong set of binoculars. That would be my next recommendation. Well, why? Right. How far could you be? The worst seat in the house should probably be closer than most seats at Soldier Field. Okay. All right. Fair enough. 888, we haven't thrown the phone number on here. Bad host. 888-463-6748, our phone number if you want to check in with the big dog and the coach. Maybe one of our listeners out there wants to take big dog to the game. He'd be more than happy to accompany you, especially if you're a young divorcee. But even if you're not a young divorcee, if you got a good seat, he'll accompany you. Anyways, again, our phone number, 888-463-6748, two guys and a mic. Coach, I'll even go with a, a widow uh, on her last leg. Absolutely. Yes. Why not? Why not? Could be, uh, you know, could be a, 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 a last moment dying dream for some young lady out there. Yeah, you know, I would be more than happy to go out a, a February, December date. Uh huh. What about a, a guy that's just recently divorced? Not a problem there, I would think. No, no, that might be an issue, coach. That might be fun. Guys looking to cut loose. <laughs> you know, rent a friend. It's almost well, like you know. It's just as long as he doesn't have a heart condition, coach. It'll be all right. <laughs> People can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. M-I-C and the number two. Mike, 
two guys, AOL.com. We're talking some baseball. Big Minnesota win over the White Sox. We're five back. Must game. Again, the expression's overused, but it's a big game. It's a huge game tonight. Mark Burley's got to find a way to uh, stop the bleeding. Cubs lose. We should mention, Big Dog, your favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. Uh, Derek Lee. Derek Lee traded. We kind of knew it was coming, but it's still a certain sadness to the finality. But he's now a member of the Atlanta Braves, who, by the way, will be at Wrigley Field tomorrow. How weird is that for Derek Lee and for us as fans? Well, I knew it was coming. I, I, this is a total shock and oh, surprise to me. Coach, wake up. Come on. He he vetoed a trade to Los Angeles two weeks ago. Who would have thought that he would accept a trade to Atlanta? You don't, you don't find that as shocking? The guy lives in Southern California. He lives 25 minutes away from uh, the Anaheim Angels Stadium. He gets traded to Anaheim and he vetoes the trade. I, I'm not yes, over. It is a little shocking to me that all of a sudden he gets traded to Atlanta. When I saw that, I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" I was thoroughly shocked. Oh, I, I'm just—I'm not overthinking it. Uh, I'm just in in general. Derek Lee getting traded. They've been talking about it for a long time. The Cubs yeah, are. But in then full. two weeks ago, he vetoed a trade. I understand that. Doesn't mean I'm shocked that Derek Lee got traded. Well, I mean, I wasn't shocked two weeks ago when they tried to trade him to Anaheim. I was just shocked that two weeks later. Why does he veto a trade to a place that he lives 25 minutes away from, but he takes the Atlanta trade? Well, I don't know, but you know. Did he know that Anaheim wasn't going to make the playoffs? Well, the bottom line is, Joel, we don't know either. Derek Lee is, uh, if nothing else, and he was a heck of a ball player, but a quality guy, very intelligent guy, smart, common sense, well-grounded. We don't know what's going on in his life and all the different things. So I would be fairly confident in saying Derek Lee had a good reason for vetoing Anaheim and going to Atlanta. Other athletes, maybe not. Derek Lee, pretty solid guy. And, and from what I understand, the Cubs got better prospects out of the Atlanta deal than they would have out of the Los Angeles deal. Okay. So in some weird way, as for the Cubs, Derek Lee helped out again. Mm-hmm. So it's all good, Coach. All right. Well, it's not all good if you're a Chicago Cub fan because they are in full free, what's the expression I'm looking for, in full free fall. As they uh, get lose to San Diego 5-1, to one, one more game before the Padres sweep them up. We're basically playing a, a bunch of rookies. I think Lou Piniella threw, was it, yeah, yesterday. Six yeah. rookie pitchers. I believe that set some kind of record, Big Doug. He started with a rookie and threw five more relievers, all rookies. And um, not bad, five runs. I guess they needed more professional hitters to help the rookie pitchers. Well, yeah, the, the the pitchers weren't good yesterday. They they weren't like in command. You know, sometimes you give up five runs and it's just luck yeah. of the draw. But yeah, like they were walking people and they got hit. I thought pretty hard. But you know, that was the first time ever in uh, Cub history they threw six rookie pitchers, and it's the first time they have ever used nine rookies in a game that wasn't played before September first. Wow. You know, because you know it's funny because you talked about in around the stretch they come. Well, right around the stretch of a horse race, you basically focus on like what, like two to four horses that have a chance. Yep. And the rest of the horses are the you know the ones that don't have a chance. Well, the the Cubs are definitely one of those horses that don't have a chance because all of a sudden over the next month you're going to be seeing a lot of guys with the number seventy three that are playing for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> yeah. And now playing third base for the Chicago Cubs, Jason Whitting, number eighty seven, number eighty seven. You know it's just not going to be right, coach. Get your pencils and scorecards ready. Yeah, and you better get. Yeah, you, this is one of those times you need to buy a program. You know, I, I go to Wrigley Field. Why do I got to buy a program for? Uh, the, you know, number sixteen is Aramis Ramirez. You know, Starla Castro's over there. Number thirteen. I know who all these guys are. All of a sudden, I go to a Cub game and now I have no idea who half the players on the roster are. Mm-hmm. Crazy. 
By the way, suddenly at Wrigley Field, uh, this hasn't happened for uh, quite a few years, but uh, good seats, readily available. Yeah, I cannot remember a pre-September game where there was that few people in the ballpark since the 80s, Coach. Mm -hmm. Legitimately, the 80s. Even in, you know, 02 or 05 or 06 when they were just brutal, uh, you know, the 97 when they were brutal, the place was packed until school was back in, in service. There was legitimately, am I wrong by saying this, 33% of the bleachers were full yesterday. Two-thirds of them you could have got a seat in. Yeah. Am I wrong saying that? Is that about right? That's about right. And, and that We have not been able to say that for uh, quite a few years. And it's if affecting, it was, by the way, it's affecting surrounding Wrigleyville. I know you're a longtime patron of uh, many of the places. You might even know some of the owners as much time as you spend there, Big Dog. But it's definitely affecting the uh, Murphy's uh, bleachers, if you will, the um, the Cubby Bear Lounge, all the bars around the area and the retail shops suffering as well. I don't know if you've uh, – maybe you're trying to make up for lost time, make up for lost profits and doing double duty at a Murphy's Pub. Uh, no, I haven't been doing that, Coach. But uh, I am going to the game on September 6th, and really? I will be sneaking down. September? And I don't mean down to, like, better seats. I'm, I'm talking about into the dugout, and hopefully I can get a couple innings to throw. <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, sneaking down and out to one of the bars and trying to get back in. You talk about difficult security, tougher than the airport, tougher than probably trying to break into the White House. When you leave Wrigley Field, you're done. You left something oh, yeah. in your car. You are, am I right? The security people, you leave Wrigley Field, you are not finding your way back in. No, no, this 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 isn't the 1920s anymore when they used to let like the 8-year-old kids in so they can watch Babe Ruth play. This, yeah, that place is packed. I mean, they and they don't let you back in, Coach. That's uh, yeah. I don't know what it is about that. I think they're afraid that uh, I don't know what they're afraid of, to be honest with you. But they they they, they make sure that you have to pay for that ticket again. Yeah. If you I mean, accidentally just take a wrong turn and leave the park, you're done. Yeah. Or God forbid you, you you leave something in your car that you'd like to get out of the car. Maybe you park fairly nearby and you want to get back in the stadium. No, you're out of luck. Security, there's no stamps, no little little cards they give you. You know, they we won't get that. So. But uh, the bottom line is the lack of attendance affecting some of the uh, Wrigleyville establishments as well, which I know disappoints you, Big Dog. Well, why, why should it disappoint me? Those people have been feeding off the Cubs for years. <laughs> Normally the place is absolutely packed. You know what I mean? So it's, stuff like that happens. If you're going to base your business on how good the Chicago Cubs are, yep. I am not going to feel sorry for you in years when it's uh, you know people aren't going out to games anymore. And i got to be honest with you, I'm really happy and really proud of Chicago Cup fans for staying away. It's about time. That the fans are staying away? Yes. Yeah. See, I've, I've never and been I, one. I'm proud of them. I've been begging them to do that. It, it, yeah. It's about time. So, uh, yeah, but I also like the fact that they're building the team with rookies. I, I'm going to go and support them because it's about – I would rather have see the Cubs play with, lose with a bunch of rookies than lose with a bunch of guys that get paid $10 million a year. I don't need to see Kosuke Fukudome in the lineup ever again. I, I you know what I don't care what I don't care what they're getting paid. Uh, well, I guess I do, but to me, I just want to see a team go out there, play hungry, hustle, do the little things, play small ball, and just uh, I don't care if they're young, old, or anywhere in the vast in between. Just play with some enthusiasm and play hard. And I think for the most part, even though uh, Uncle Lou, the manager, looks like he's got a bad case of the same constipation you've had the last couple of days, his case has lasted about three months. Uh, despite the expression on Uncle Lou, for the most part, the Cubs, I think, 
have played with a, a decent amount of energy and hustle. Maybe that's an incorrect statement. Yeah, yeah that, I, I, I'm not blaming their energy or hustle. I'm blaming uh, their intelligence, their baseball IQ. Yeah. And, 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 and I just want to see players that can actually play. That's what I mean. I don't need to see post-case Fukudome anymore. Uh, there's there's a couple other players I, I I don't need to see. So bring up the Darwin Barneys. Keep Castro, Colvin, you know, in, in the lineup. Keep. I want to see uh, this Wellington Castillo. See if he can be a backup catcher to Giovanni mm-hmm. Soto next year. I'm going to be a Cub fan next year, so I might as well see all these young players. I, I'm I'm happy with it. I wish they would have done this many other years. There's been like oh six when they kept playing Nephi Perez over and over again. It made no sense to me, Coach. <laughs> So who, that's uh, who could forget the one game? I think the only game that you and me have ever uh, <clears throat> gone to. We we went to a minor league game, but the only Cub game we sat together. Nephi Perez, I forget what year it was, two thousand five, two thousand four. And you remember Nephi hit uh, had a huge game, had like four I hits, a couple of home runs. Yeah, it was it was uh, against Oliver Perez of the Pittsburgh <sighs> Pirates. Okay, and uh, the Pirates won that game, by the way, coach. If you remember. Actually, I don't. I, the fact that you remember who was pitching because that game was a solid five years ago, was it not? Yeah, it was. And it, it wasn't was, that uh, memorable was a game. So season. for you to it remember was, who the pitcher was is absolutely amazing. But I do remember us. Uh, I assisted you in leading our entire section in a Nephi, Nephi. Suddenly, well, that huh? was before I started hating the guy. <laughs> but for one day. For one day, Nephi Perez was the king of Wrigley Field. This is true. This is true. He, he was uh, he, he was definitely enjoying himself. He was ha- having a good game. And it was definitely 05 because in 04, the Cubs were still in it at the end of the season. Now, this was like a, uh, an early September game, Coach, and I do remember the Cubs not being in it. So it had to have been 05. Okay. Very good. Your memory uh, clearly. Clearly surpassing mine in my uh, late ages, so I'll take your word for it. We're going to take a quick break uh, here on the TalkZone.com. Two guys in a mic. By the way, David, we did go to a minor league game, the Schaumburg Flyers game over the weekend, and Big Dog was in um, full Big Dog form. And, in fact, at one point, I won't say it's a shouting match, but you clearly got the attention of, was it number 17 or number, number seven, seven for the, the um, Joliet the Jackhammer? His name was Corell, the uh, what number was seven, it? Number seven for the the third baseman for the Jolly <laughs> He legitimately stopped and looked right at me. Yeah. <laughs> a couple times he looked at you, and then after, what did he do? Did he strike out or did he walk? I forget. Well, he we, kept. Yeah. I, I, well, he didn't. He never walked. He did, but he he struck out a couple times, and he kept looking back at the up. He was looking at strikes all the time. Uh-huh. And I, I, so I forgot what I yelled at him, but I made yeah, Come on, number him. seven, seven, stop complaining and swing the bat. Yeah, there, yeah there wasn't, I yelled that at him. And he, he stopped and looked right at me. There was not so. that many people in the stadium, and uh, let's just say he heard the words of the big dog, and uh, he gave you a couple of stares and a couple of comments. I couldn't tell what he was saying. I don't think he was inviting you to the Illinois Northwestern game at Wrigley Field. No, I, I don't believe he was, Coach. But but if you <laughs> notice, the umpire did turn one time yeah. and look at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. You're nothing but trouble, big dog. Dog and the coach with you up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are open. We'll talk some more Sox Twins. Big game coming up tonight. Another loss for the White Sox, uh, White Sox, White Sox fans. You want to check in, talk about your uh, fading ball club, 463-6748. Don't forget the Triple Eight before it. If you're listening out in the Minnesota area, you're a Minnesota twin. You want to make us Sox fans feel even worse and uh, 
Stick off the chest a little bit. Feel free to do it. 888-463-6748. We'll give you a chest bump over the radio. David Olson, our producer. Take it away back in about 42 seconds. TalkZone.com. For your calls on Two Guys and a Mic, call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski, on TalkZone.com. And we are back at the Two Guys in a Mic show, TalkZone.com. Dog and the coach at your service right up until 11 o'clock. Phone lines are open if you care to be serviced. We are here to service 888 Talking some baseball. Also, if you want to comment on the Brett Favre situation, although I will tell you, not situation anymore. Brett Favre is coming back. He's playing for the Viking. But, Joel, I will tell you, David Olson, our producer, told me before the show that he is so sick of the Favre story. He said if we, if he threatened that if I bring up the story on the air, that he would cut off our microphones. And I told Dave that's the most ridiculous. That I thought that was not a professional thing he should do. The Favre situation, the Favre uh, coming out of retirement, is a legitimate story. His threatening to cut us off, I think, is unprofessional. It is un... Apparently, Joel, he doesn't want us to talk about it. I, you can't fight the okay, producer. Okay, so then let's move on, and I'm done with it. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go along with David's decision. Next topic. I agree, Coach. Next topic. By the way, before we get back to... Uh, Minnesota and the White Sox, Mark Burley taking on Carl Pavano today. Uh, we had the Rob Lagojevich trial here in the uh, fine state of Illinois. Many of our Chicago area listeners are probably about as tired of that story as they are tired of the Brett Favre story. But interesting, Big Dog, I don't know if you're aware or not. What has come out? You know, Rob Lagojevich and his lawyers were out in front of the cameras thanking the jury for, you know, proving that he was not guilty and, you know, for coming up with a just decision and not sending him to jail, yada, 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 yada. Now that they've talked to the jurors, it looks like it was one female juror, 11 counts of trying to sell the Senate seat, which was the main meat and potatoes of the case. 11 jurors, rather confidently and early, going with the guilty decision. One female juror holding out. Such is our uh, United States jury system. Yes, David. And supposedly, she was telling friends of her in mid-July Uh-oh. that she was going to find him innocent. See, I didn't hear that. Yeah, that, so they were talking about that on the radio yeah. this morning. She was talking yeah. to people outside the trial, which she was not supposed to do, saying, oh, yeah, yeah, he's innocent. He's so, innocent. So big, she, had her, she had her mind made up a month ago. So Big Rod thanking all the jury for proving him correct. Cause I, Eleven of them said you're, you're dead meat. As many of the writers have called them, you're going to jail. So One why did those eleven jur- people give in then? It does, you, it, it's not a matter of giving in, big dog. You have to get unanimous decision. 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing, Coach. So then they should still be deliberating and, until twelve people came to a unanimous decision. And they they could not. That that's how the court works. I understand that they could not get her to change. Thus, hung jury retrial. So they didn't find him innocent. Well, they found him. Yeah, they did on the eleven. Okay, then the twelve. Then the eleven people switched over to that woman's. Uh, so that one, well, okay, uh, maybe I used unanim- the wrong. It has to be unanimous in order to get a, a, yes. a, a, a decision. Okay, I apologize. I used the expression "found him innocent." They definitely didn't find him innocent. It was a hung jury; they couldn't come to a decision. So I misspoke on that. I think I think I was saying Rob Blagojevich in front of the TV cameras. That's what he was saying. That was his interpretation of oh, the jury. Okay. And even okay. at the time, Rob Blagojevich didn't even know how one side of the jury was, but basically, and you can argue with our jury system, maybe, maybe it should be 11 out of 12, just to avoid the one troublemaker. All I know is I wish uh, I was working at, like, uh, the Nordstrom that that woman shops at now because she's going to have a whole new wardrobe, new shoes, everything. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute joke. All right. And I don't think they've released her name yet, but um, many of the inner jurors, uh, you know, no problem. Their names and cities that they live in, um, have been released, so that's. But I don't think they've said the name. I don't think so, anyways, of the uh, female juror. At any rate, you want to comment on it? Little sports guys talk politics. We're always ready to jump off the sports page here. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. I thought it was just curious that uh, one out of twelve changed the entire spectrum of the entire case that uh, millions and millions of dollars had been spent on. All right, real quick, Big Dog and the coach. Let's go out to the phone lines. Big Dog, you make the call. We can go to line three, seven. 14 or line 62 is lit up. You make the call. Let's go 62, Coach. 62. Wow. You're feeling wild and crazy. Out to the phone lines we go. Check it in. Line number 62 from Chicago, Illinois. It's caller Jim checking in. Chicago Jim, how are you? I'm doing great today, Coach. How about you guys? Average. Average. That's <laughs> such a fine Chicago day. Come on now. Okay, a little better than average. How are you, Jimmy? Yeah. Oh, I've been doing great, Coach. I've been playing with my new phone. As you probably noticed, <laughs> um, but Joel, what do you think about the fire coming back? Do you think we get a pool going, maybe? Uh, really, do you want to continue to talk about? Uh, <laughs> all I hope is this: this is anybody who wants to know how I feel about Brett Favre. I hope the Bears are the one that ends this streak, and I hope that, he gets carried off the field. And if it ain't the Bears, I hope it's the Packers. That's how I feel about Brett Favre. I hope that's nothing my pool. But bad things and ill will towards the Minnesota Vikings. But that's my pool idea. Which player on the Bears is going to be the one to end his career? Oh, I, I, I would like it to be Julius Peppers. Wouldn't it be funny if some paid assassin that the Bears have? I tell you, if, if Julius Peppers have an average season, but he knocks out far for his career, that $90 million is well worth spent. It was well spent. Yeah. I mean, we could all put, put all the names in a hat. Five bucks a man, winner take all, whoever it is. Apparently, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a good idea. Apparently, Jim, not listening to the five minutes previous to the discussion when he came out, when our producer David Olson threatened and actually went beyond threats uh, to end all discussions, he he, he was going to turn off our microphones. And, I know it might even if be we, better, guys, if it's Marcus Harrison, like a no-name Chicago Bear, just do the big splash on top of Brett Favre and smash him. That might even be better. And I have to admit, if it isn't a Bear, I want it to be a Packer, Jim and Coach. Seriously, I want it to either be a a Bear or a Packer that ends his career. It'd be okay. It'd be okay, but, yeah, when he asked me what I wanted to talk about, that's why I said, uh, Favre, <laughs> he didn't make a comment, so. But he put me on. He didn't hang up on me. So. <laughs> he, <laughs> he was threatening. That's a humor. 
He was threatening. you got to keep your sense of humor, no question about it. Chicago Jim, instead of railing and bashing Brett Favre, more importantly, at least in my particular opinion, what uh, what do you think of your beloved Bears this year? One game into their exhibition season. It's early, but your uh, thoughts on the Bears? I just didn't see enough of the first string. Uh, I saw some glimpses of possible offense in the air. Didn't see anything on the ground, but uh, old Swamp Rat says back up the truck. Get rid of everybody. Lovey <laughs> Herlocker, he went to dump the whole team already. <laughs> he didn't even see anybody play yet. <laughs> so One game into the exhibition season, he's already ready to back up the truck and get rid of the whole ball club, huh? That's what he texted me. Swamp Rat, our old uh, radio producer, of course, back on the show, the morning break that we used to do. Jimmy was a listener back on that particular show. But, Big Dog, you're on the opposite end of it, and I tend to uh, jump in your bandwagon. I think, uh, if, you know, forget about exhibition game number one. This Bears team, more so than any in the last four, five, six, seven years, as much potential and talent as I can remember. Has, who knows? But it has the potential of being a pretty special season. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you there, Coach. And, and, you know, I'm not a guy that usually drinks the Kool-Aid. I'll tell you if they're going to be bad. I, I like the fact people are picking them for five or six wins. I think this is going to be a really good team, and I think they win the division. I know that's not that big of a statement, a four-team division, whoop-de-doo, you know, but I do think that they win it, Coach. This year's Thanks division, it is a pretty big statement. It's a pretty big whoop-de-doo because uh, the NFC North, for the first time in many a year, one of the stronger divisions in football so you win the division this we year think. what's that we think <laughs> obviously yeah. obviously we, we we don't know till they start playing the games but uh you know both minnesota and green bay especially with uh brett far back for the vikings now those are two of the top teams predicted anyways in the nfc so the north looks to have a fair amount of talent detroit obviously improved as well yeah, Detroit might be the most improved team in the NFL, which means that they'll they'll win like four or five games this year. <laughs> but still, I mean, that's they're going in the right direction, Coach. That team. So. Yeah, it's just just taking them a long time. Hey, Jimmy, you're one of our favorite cooks on the show. Before we let you go, any uh, new items you've been barbecuing up this summer? We haven't talked to you. My mouth watering a little bit. Any uh, new little special things you've done with the old famous barbecue? Well, yeah, kind of. I. Uh up with a new potato thing. I don't know how new it is, but I was taking the uh, Yukon Gold potatoes, okay, and I was calling them everything but the kitchen sink. They got uh, chives from the garden and sharp cheddar and sour cream and heavy whipping cream and Ooh. butter, salt and pepper. But my buddy says, "How about some bacon in there?" And I said, "You know, I haven't done that yet." So You're, I threw the bacon in. I'm going to take a guess when you say your buddy is not a cardiologist. Uh, hardly. He works for the CTA. Just like a wild guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I added the bacon, and now I call them kitchen sink potatoes. <laughs> uh, I like it. it. everything but the kitchen sink before, and I really can't think of much else to put in there. But, wow. you know, I broil them in the skin right on the grill, right over the charcoal. So they're crispy skins, Ooh. which I smash into the potatoes. They're he not, never, uh, never fails. But every time I ask Caller Jim about the latest... Barbecue or food item, he never fails to uh, start salivating the taste glands. Yeah, take an average piece of food and turn it into something special, Coach. Hey, you call like a Yukon Gold potato an average piece of food? I take that as an insult to all the Yukon Gold potato fans out there. You know, it's 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 a hobby, and uh, there's some heart goes into it, but I sure have a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. I like watching the people eat when I'm done, you know, so... Mm -hmm. And I like, by the way, Big Dude, I don't know if you're, uh, I think you're a little bit like this, Joel. The kitchen sink philosophy to cooking, I think, is a very good uh, 
technique, and it's not one you can follow from the cookbook. My wife is a pretty good cook, but she is strictly textbooked by the cookbook. I am not a good cook, but I go by uh, Uncle Jim's kitchen sink philosophy. When you're cooking something, just, you know, look in the icebox. Something's left over. Throw this in. Throw that in. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But you have a lot of fun trying to create a brand-new taste sensation. Yeah, some things work and some don't. You know, yeah. the ones that don't work out, I don't take them out and share with anybody. <laughs> you know, the ones that do, you know, these are my uh, yeah. guinea pigs. And just make sure when you're using the kitchen sink philosophy that you open the can first and make sure there's nothing green growing on. That always helps, Coach. That's that a helps. friendly little advice. All right, beautiful. Jimmy, we appreciate the call. And uh, don't bring Brett Favre up again because our producer, David Olson, definitely will. Uh, hang up on me? <laughs> he might hang up on us. Nope. He might just eliminate the whole show. Be good out there and uh, bring us over some of those Yukon gold potatoes, will you? I'll give it a shot, Coach. God bless you. Take care, guys. There it is. Chicago Jim checking in. You can too. 888-463-6748. David, are you a uh, barbecue savant at all? Or? Uh, somewhat. Somewhat. Any particular item in the uh, specialty of a David Olson? Uh, beer-battered fish. Beer-battered fish. On the grill, yeah. That sounds very cruel to the fish. Oh, that sounds delicious. What do you do? You just soak the fish in beer batter? Well, no, 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 no. You make the beer batter, batter. You wrap it in tin foil and you cook it on the grill, and then you take it you take it out of the tin foil and then fry it on the grates for the last two or three minutes. It's outstanding. It's outstanding. Big dog in the United Nations of power. You live. Uh, are you the cook, or is anybody a uh, barbecue savant out at the? Uh... Oh, it, it, it's cloudy, and I, I gotta tell you something. Cloudy can make chicken, and it tastes so good. It's like you're eating ribs. His barbecue chicken tastes like ribs. That's how good the stuff is. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah he does. He does ninety percent of the cooking in the house, and it, mm. oh my goodness, the stuff is fantastic, Coach. It's always a little dangerous when you taste a item from a barbecue chef known as cloudy, but uh, yeah, chicken could be pretty bland. Yeah, no, just be careful with the brownies. <laughs> the cloudy brownies are uh, yeah. never eat more than one if you eat one of them and it's, it tastes delicious wait a half hour before you have a second one okay is all <laughs> i gotta say to you because that might be a little too much for you friendly advice to all the young kids out there yes david i do have an uh, advantage when it comes to barbecue though because my uh father-in-law is a butcher ah, so i only get the nice. good stuff so, nice. yeah, it's easy, and it's hard to mess up. Very nice. When you start with a good piece of meat, so. That does help, uh, uh, David. Uh, one of our boys, uh, Hogan, him and TJ, bought uh, a, a cow named Fluffy. <laughs> and we've been eating Fluffy for, like, the, the whole summer. <laughs> and, oh, my goodness, is it good. Like, when you get actually, like, you know, it's they, they treated this cow well. They, you know. They pet it every day. It was really nice to it. And next thing you know, there's hardly any fat on this thing, but it's the most tender, delicious piece of meat that you'll ever get. Oh, my goodness, is it good. Where is the rest of the cow, like sitting in the corner of the backyard? No, they uh, a couple people bought it, so it's in like six of our refrigerators or freezers. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding you. So. Uh, I'm sure all the animal lovers in our listening audience are thrilled with that particular cow. Well, if those animal lovers eat any meat, they should shut the blank up. Oh, hey! Blue, 37, split what's right, ready, set, hut, hut, hut. What's, what's the difference if we go to Jewel, buy some contaminated piece of meat that's been in, you know, who knows what is in there, or if we get one particular cow, have it cut up, and uh, a bunch of different families yeah. eat it, and it's I, a lot cheaper and safer. You're probably right. I guess I could uh, play devil's advocate and say it's a little less personal. I don't know. Best I could come up with on the spot. 
Well, all I know is it's pretty funny to see a, a, a four-year-old girl say, I want some fluffy. <laughs> and she knows. Cece knows what the oh, heck's going on. Man. She doesn't I, seem to mind. Now, now you've stepped over the line. Now you've stepped over the line. Now you're infiltrating the minds of the uh, young kids out there. Uh, any of our animal uh, lovers out there would take, like to take issue. That last comment was by my partner, Joe Rodwanski. Joel can be reached at home at his home address, which is... Uh, twenty six in California, Coach. <laughs> Just go down there and look for a big guy with a bald head, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I got a, I got my phone number on the back of my uh, uh, blue suit. Actually, excuse me, I'm wearing orange today, Coach. By the way, he's a longtime visitor to twenty six in California, uh, David. My favorite. I don't think we've relayed this story on the two guys in a mic show. My one of my favorite big dog stories of getting in trouble, and there's so many of them. But <laughs> he went. He had to miss the show our old radio show, to go fight a ticket, a backlog ticket. Oh, you told this story. You tell it once a month. No, I this haven't. Wasn't at, this wasn't at 26 in California, though. This was at First Avenue and Eisenhower. Okay. Though. I get confused with all the courthouses in the Chicago area. So he parks his car. He apparently parks his car illegally. I to, didn't realize it was illegal. To go in to quickly pay off his tickets to get off. So everything goes fine. He gets to the front of the line, quickly pays off the tickets. Beautiful. I'll be able to make the show. Comes out of the place. Ten minutes later, they're towing his car. While he's paying off his tickets, his car got towed for being parked in an illegal parking place. If that one story does not kind of sum up the big dog's life, I don't know what does. Sorry about that, Joe. I wasn't happy about it, Coach. Apparently not. But uh, the radio station, Mark Pinsky, I believe, paid your way out, correct? Uh, no, I don't believe so, Coach, actually. <laughs> I, I, I do think uh, he actually let me have to float the bill on that particular one. Okay. I, I could just imagine you coming out after all the tickets are paid up, everything. Yeah, I really good. don't want to talk anymore about my all right. financial problems, Coach. Okay. I apologize. 888-463-6748. You want to change the topic. The Big Dog would much appreciate Please. you doing so. Let's get back uh, real quick to the... Twins and the White Sox, Minnesota beat the Sox yesterday 7-6. to six. Again, Big Dog in that big game, they jumped on the White Sox in the first inning. They did it in game one. And here they did it again in game two. Scored two runs right off the bat against Gavin Floyd. And again, by the way, the White Sox fired back. They got an Andrew Jones three-run homer in the second inning. So good signs that the White Sox are able to fight back from early deficits. But bottom line is um, another twin victory. Same score, by the way, 7 to six in uh, game three of the series tonight, but any thoughts on uh, last night's game? Yeah, basically another day of uh, the White Sox pitching, letting them down. 29 hits in, in over two games. You, you're not going to win very many games you give up that many hits. And uh, Andrew Jones, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what it is. The guy still has power. You see how far that ball went? It, it's unbelievable. He's only hitting 210. Whenever he makes contact, the ball yep. bounces off of his bat pretty well, but uh, the only thing is he doesn't hit, you know, enough is the best. He's only hit like 210 on the year. Mm-hmm. It's it's just been absolutely confounding. You look at this particular series, you got Danks, Floyd, and Burley going. Those are the three pitchers you would definitely want going in this particular series. It was set up perfectly by Ozzie Gann, and then Danks and Floyd absolutely screw the pooch in the first two games. And basically... The, the Twins score way too early, too often. And, you know, the offense battles back, but, you know, what, what do you expect when the team's going to give up 29 hits over two days? You're mm-hmm. not going to win two games, let alone one. So, Baseball fans, you want to check in, talk a little Twin Sox. We'll cover some of the other games in just a sec. 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike 
two guys, AOL.com. Joe Maurer got four hits in the ballgame, including a home run. He was big. And we advertise what a great pitching matchup it's going to be. Francisco Liriana and Gavin Floyd. Both of them, neither were disasters, Big Dog, but both of these very good pitchers were off their game. Or maybe it's just the uh, the hitters were that good. Certainly the Twins hitters were. Oh, yeah, the, the Twins hitters were absolutely phenomenal uh, during the game. Uh, and you know what? Believe it or not, the Twins have passed up the Royals for the best batting average in Major League Baseball, Coach. Who would have thought that? Especially sure. with Joe Maurer missing a chunk of the season, Justin Morneau missing a chunk of the season. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, and that home run yesterday by Joe Maurer, his first at home all season long. Which is amazing. Yes, it is. Who would have thought that would have happened, too? You know, but uh, that park uh, is not exactly homer-friendly, especially for left-handed batters. Don't ask, don't ask Jim Tomei that, because when he hits him, it doesn't matter what park he's in. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, it, it's, uh, the, the, it's still it's a home-field advantage for that team. They figure it out every single time. Uh, it's, the Twins are just... 38-20 and 20 at their brand-new target field, which is... Uh... Pretty darn good. They've won 18 of their last 22. they got a six-game winning streak. The White Sox are in free fall. And, boy, I'll tell you, dog, about a month and a half ago, maybe even a month ago, it looked like the American League Central. We knew the wild card was not going to come out of there. But you thought the Tiger, the White Sox, and the Twin, there was going to be a three-team race right to the finish. All of a sudden, uh, one team's in a sprint, and the other two are crawling backwards. Yeah, well, you can't exactly write out the, the White Sox yet. But you know, you're starting to get to the point where that that might be where they're at. So hopefully they'll they'll get back in. Yeah, the Tigers are done. They've been done for about a month now. Way too many injuries and and not enough pitching for the for the Detroit Tigers. Producer extraordinaire David Olson with a slight smile on his grin. Either he's looking at a half naked picture of Heidi Montag or something about the Kansas City Royals leading uh, the league in batting brought a smile. Actually, no. I came across a story regarding uh, Joe Cowley from the uh, Chicago Sun Times, yes. beat reporter who's actually up in Minnesota covering the game, of course, uh, covering the series because that's his job. They call um, him a beat reporter because a lot of the players right now want to beat him. uh, Exactly, exactly. And there are going to be a lot of people up in Minnesota that want to beat him, too. What did he say? Uh, Well, it's not what he said. It's what he tweeted. Uh, He had a long series of tweets stemming from uh, Tuesday night's games into Wednesday, which has continued into into today. And it's they're hysterical to read. Because uh, Deadspin picked them up in an article and just printed them all out. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me let me read you some of these okay. gems. Um, now the men in Minnesota, well, they got a bit of the ugly gene. That's why almost every guy up here looks like he outkicked his coverage. <laughs> Here's another: a lot of dudes that are fours and fives walking around with sevens and eights. Welcome to the Twin Cities. Here's another. Dudes in Chicago have to earn a hot chick. In many, they're falling out of trees, and some ugly dudes have got big gloves. Wow. Wow. Firing on not some, you know, compliment to the females of Minnesota, big dog, but apparently firing on the male machismo and the uh, appearance thereof. Yeah, well, then he gets into the game itself. Uh, you know, that was some cheap excrement right there. Twins are dirty. T hunters. Oh, he must be talking about the Delman Young hit. Uh, yep. yep, 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 yep. You don't go to the face when you're dead in the water. Then again, D Young has a history of jag offness. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He's going to get into some trouble for this stuff. I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you think Joe Collie? He's been around long enough that he knows that he's going to stir some controversy with this. 
Yeah, well, this isn't the first time he's done something like this, too. I mean, he had he had some problems up in Toronto mm-hmm. where he refused to stand for the national anthem, and he was saying things. So, yeah, who big knows? dog. There may be an opening in the Chicago area for a beat reporter. Uh, and, no, absolutely not. The last thing that uh, what, he's uh, Daily Herald or Daily South Sound. No, Sun Times, Chicago Sun Times. Oh, I, I always sometimes. get those two confused. Uh, <laughs> he, you know, him and, and Chuck Coppock got into it earlier this year. And I have to admit, uh, Joe Colley, uh, you know, Chuck's my guy, but uh, <laughs> Chuck, he wrote something about Chuck Coppock because Chuck was doing, like, these daily topics, like, off of his flip phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, hey, I, I like the last thing you put on the Internet. It looks like you're, uh, it's an Al-Qaeda hostage video. <laughs> right then, I was like, oh, he won. He absolutely won. <laughs> oh, he's talking about your blackandbluecity.com? No, 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 oh, no, no. He was no, talking no, no, about Chet's got about another it. thing. Oh, Chet's okay. got another thing that he records. Yeah, that, that's very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. The pen can indeed be mightier than the sword. And apparently that pen is sticking in a few people up in Minnesota, so we'll check that out. The twi- is it- I, I, I'm not going to lie here. I, there, for as much as I hate the Vikings, for years the Minnesota Vikings have had the hottest cheerleaders, and same with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know what it is about girls in Minnesota, and I'm not kidding you, I've actually dated two different girls in Minnesota, and those are probably the hottest girls that I've ever dated in my entire life. So it isn't just Minnesota guys out kicking their coverage. I out kicked my coverage many a time. Well, well that, that that isn't where he came off the rails. Okay, it was you know after after he called after he called um, Young a jag off. Apparently, a bunch of Minnesota fans started reading his tweets and started tweeting back. So he started going after them too. Mm-hmm. And, it, 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 and that's where he got. So this really was a, this was in response to some yeah, of the. Yeah, this was in response. Easy twin fans, just because they're where, uh, just because they wear twin unis, doesn't make them angels. Kirby treated women like crap, fat women at that. <laughs> Cheap and shot. Then, and then he starts going after Kirby Pocket. Cheap shot. That's our guy. Oh, yeah. Chicago area guy, by so, the way, Kirby lo- Pocket. Yeah, look it up on Deadspin for the whole ugly tour tale because there are about mm-hmm. 30 of these tweets. And he just keeps going and going and going. Right. Yeah. Kirby Pocket, not exactly the sweetest guy in the world, is the best way for me to put it. That guy had an ugly side. For as for as, as much as he was lovable on the field, off the field, Kirby Puckett wasn't exactly the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't you can't tell that to a Minnesota Twin fan. You can't tell it to a Minnesota Twin fan. Oh no, no, they'll, they'll look past all that. Can't tell yeah. it to a Kirby Puckett fan. Up until the last uh, thirty seconds, I was a Kirby Puckett fan too. Played at Trinity College right here in the fine uh, city. Well, I thought it was Triton College. Triton, Triton College. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. All right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. Big dog. Maybe you should. Uh, we need a little publicity for this show. We need to stir the pot a little bit, create a little controversy. Maybe you should start tweeting, and uh, you could pick, like, a different city each day and fire on the people of the city, the guys, the girls, the sports teams, whatever it might be. Create some controversy, will you, please? Well, it, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind starting with Minnesota, but if Joe Colley's got that covered, I don't want to copy him. Well, there's so. plenty of other cities. Houston might work. I'll and, just start on Brett Favre. How about that? Would that make you feel better? No, nah, tired of Brett Favre. Atlanta would be a good call. Possibly. I, got, I got nothing against the ATL. Come on, roll with me, will you? It's all about it's ratings. Better than the ATL. The, 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 if you live in Atlanta, you got enough to worry about. What do you got to worry about in Atlanta? The fact that you live in Atlanta, Coach. <laughs> See, there's your first tweet. 
You're already you already got your starter. You're getting the balls rolling here. That's all you need is a little momentum. It's all about ratings, big dog. You're doing it for the show. Remember that. Okay, whatever it takes, coach. Thank you I'm very much. Good. All right, uh we got a weekend coming up tomorrow. Of course we'll preview the big weekend in sports, but uh NFL exhibition games number two, Chicago Bears, I think taking on Oakland this Saturday. Game at Soldier Field Dog? Yes it is. Okay. Yes it is. Any uh little bear tidbits you want to throw out there, things you might expect for game number two of the always exciting NFL exhibition season. Uh, I just want to see better tackling is all I'm that's all I'm worried about this particular week. And I, I just come, go out healthy. I don't worry at all about the the preseason games, coach. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's that's it, it's such a joke. They should play two of those things. Wasn't it the eighty so, five Super Bowl year where we went one and three in exhibition? Yeah, they, they went yeah. one and three. Okay. Limped through three games, and then all of a sudden game one started, and they, they were getting their butt kicked, and then turn it around, one mm-hmm. game one, and then from game two through the rest of the season, besides one game, they destroyed every single team. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. All right. Any uh, interest in joining me on the Caleb Haney bandwagon? Sure. I'd be more than happy to. So Plenty- hopefully he wears the headset well this year. When, uh, the the <laughs> I was going to say plenty of space available on the bandwagon, and then boom, you pop a, one of the tires on our bandwagon, you make it crawl along. Okay. All right, we got to wrap up today's show, dog. Great job. Again, if our female fans want to track you down, he's single, he's young, he's eligible, he's good looking. Well, three out of four is not bad. Where might the female fans find you, dog? Uh, well, well, today, walking down Harlem trying to hitchhike, trying to get to the Black and Blue City show, Coach. So a female could even give you a ride? Possibly, yeah. So. And then she could drive you downtown. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow at 10 o'clock, TalkZone.com. Two guys at a mic, dog and a coach. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.